0: The Square Ball Podcast.
1: Hello, welcome to the Match Ball Podcast for the Blackburn home win at Ellen Road. I'm Dan Moylan with me, Michael Normanson. Hello. Mosca White's here as well, Daniel Chapman. Hello. And we are supported by Levi's Solicitors. You'll get 10% off your legal fees if you mention when you inquire the Square Ball. Uh, get in touch with them via levisolicitors.co.uk. Another home game, another win. Getting a bit easy, this isn't it? Another Bamford goal. Another Another one.
2: (laughs) Added to the one he scored on the opening day of the season. (laughs) That's right. It's been a while. Penalty as well, I mean, does it really count? Oh, come on. (laughs) If we can't give him credit for the penalty, let's talk about his
3: assist, because his assist was great. The assist was great.
1: He had a good game today, didn't he, to be fair to the guy? Apart from the offsides, but other than that, really in really good form. And Did it look like a weight had been lifted after he scored?
2: Um, I don't think it it looked much the same as he always does, I thought, after that. But it was a good job he did score, because Christ. If he'd missed that penalty, things would have imploded slightly.
1: But fair play to the man for putting himself on the line to do that, because you know some players would have hidden away from that.
2: Yeah, he obviously wanted it because, as strikers should, I think. If you've not had a goal in ages, you, the old thing about you need one to go in off your ass or something. But a penalty is the easiest route to a goal. That's exactly what I was going to say. May as well <laughs> take the easiest chance available. It's like,
3: uh, it's like sitting a like a five year old's math test. <laughs> 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 to prove, I don't know, I'm being no, and he it was, you know, yeah, the the worst case scenario. If he'd missed that, who knows what would have happened. But I think it, it, um, it says a lot that his name was being sung as he prepared to take it. The, the whole ground is there in favor of him. And, uh, despite and your was,
2: hate campaign, despite
3: my hate campaign, then he, he popped it away beautifully. And then minutes later, yeah, with the, uh, the confidence up, um, Trapping that pass from... Phillips. Passed it to him. It was Phillips, wasn't it? And then Mm -hmm. a lovely little layoff to Jack Harrison. Um, And it was good. And then, yeah, spent the rest of the game basically being twatted around by Dickhead defenders. Possibly, uh, I preferred, in a way, to him scoring. I enjoyed him getting right in the face of Elliot Bennett right at the end um, where he just... And the referee was actually pushing Bamford backwards away from him. There was nothing... Violent going on. He was just determined to get in his face and keep talking to him, and the referee was
2: pushing him back. Um, they did then... get quite narky towards the end. I think it's because when you're trying to push that late equaliser, we just had the ball for the entire five, six minutes, whatever it ended up of injury time, and you can see the frustration was there for him. And it was it was nice. Someone click annoyed someone as well. I can't remember what he did. I think well, that... he, I think he went to take a free kick. Wait. The player ran forward, he then complained to the ref, then as the player went to talk to the ref, he then took the free kick, and I think that really annoyed him. It was a great little, Wonderful. Very, it was very low-level way to upset someone, but it, I think it, it But those, him.
1: It's that kind of low-level, marginal, niggly annoyance, that's the kind of stuff we love and we encourage, and congratulations to him for celebrating.
2: Clinch is an absolute specialist in yeah. this sort
3: of field. Celebrating his new contract by uh, being a shithouse. Yeah, some of the uh, niggling was beyond niggling, like Pat Bamford... I didn't see exactly what happened, but there was a big shout, and he went down, and he was indicating as if he'd been whacked in the neck off mm. the ball. And a couple of our players were ailing; was blocked off off the ball towards the end as well. And um, ailing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll yes. come to him in a minute. But and um, and there was an, and then the click ended up having that uh, that Barney with number twenty two with Lewis Holtby when it was again yeah uh, Bamford got hit in the face again in injury time. And then off the ball, uh, click and uh, Holpe were, something was going on between those two. And the w- one that really annoyed me, and this is Blackburn's kind of shithouse, was in the first half, um, Phillips was stopped from taking a quick free kick by Adam Armstrong. So he kind of, and he wouldn't move. So he kind of played the ball really fast around him. It's like, right, well, we'll, we'll just ignore the fact you're there and and play around you. And then in the second half... Phillips was doing the same thing of stopping a, a free kick from being taken and the player booted it against Phillips and the referee went, right, I will book Calvin Phillips for that. And he's like, come on.
1: He, he booked him for a slightly industrial tackle, in fairness.
3: No, he booked him for blocking the free kick.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, there I was thought, nothing I was happening
3: so. until uh, until the, the player kicked the ball against. Oh, it him. was
1: yeah. No, so the tackle came in, and you thought maybe that's a yellow for the tackle, but it wasn't. It was the resulting uh, kicking the ball away or whatever was. not Well,
3: having the ball kicked against him, as, as far as I can see, which was oh. you know he was owed one by their uh, their number seven in the first half. Yeah, well, it's unfair. Well, to be fair, that game it took
1: about sort of ten or fifteen minutes to get settled and suss the pattern of the game out. We're seeing that repeated pattern again, aren't we? Where we just let them have the ball a bit, figure out what's where the opportunities lie. I was
3: listening to you. I'm just doing like an expected shit house calculation in my mind now to see where where Leeds versus Blackburn rated, who had the expected shit house score. X, the Xs X X shit.
1: Um, and Carry on. Quite, quite a lot. I was going to say there was quite a lot of wayward passing in that sort of first half of the first half, but then that, it sort of turned in it when we started getting in the ascendancy and and that penalty was. I mean, it was weak. It was probably just on the right side of the line for a penalty, but
2: I've not seen it back yet. Was that so? He it looked like he ran into the box and they just. Kind of ran into each other. In essence,
1: Ailing didn't have the ball under control, no. but he was travelling in the same direction as it after it, and would have got there. I think in the end, defender stuck his leg out uh, to try and intercept it, but realised he wasn't going to get it. Pulled his leg back, but not far enough, and brought him down. It was very weak, but mm. Luke Ailing
2: is an absolute master at winning a free kick. So maybe that's the secret to us going up. We just need Luke Ailing in the box because he wins at least three or four free kicks a game normally outside yeah. of it. So the Ailing, the maybe classic the penalties. Penalties. just get him in there and. and Get three or four penalties a game.
3: It looked instinctively like a penalty first watch. It looked like the player had kind of had got the situation under control but then just seemed to trip him. Um, so I it, don't want to watch any replays that contradict that.
1: His, no, his leg was hanging and it was a penalty. It was just a very soft penalty. But under the right. letter of the law, it's a foul and probably a red card. It doesn't you don't have to break somebody's leg every time. This is true. Um and then it was, you know, good to be 2-0 up not long after that as well. And as you say, we've just touched on the um the quality of the move, but that long raking pass from Phillips, brilliant first touch from
3: um, from Bamford, and then
1: um Harrison slotted it in.
3: And we should um again, I'm not disregarding your question, but uh Tyler Roberts' little chip into Wailing for the penalty was a beautiful yep. little move as well. The kind of um Hernandez esque, dare I say creativity that we've we've lacked. Uh, now and then, without uh, some, without either Roberts or Hernandez mm. in the team, and then yeah, Phillips um, with that long pass into the the box for Bamford, and he uh, he did very well, and Harrison finished it well as well. It was like three three Leeds players doing three good things in a row, and we scored. It's almost like we're a good team.
2: I thought this first half was strange because there've been so many first halves where we've had loads of good chances and played really well we didn't actually play that well I didn't think for the majority of this we had a few good decent moments where things happened but it's not like we were having chance after chance I think the the Bamford one was more or less the first chance we'd carved out mm. from, from open play kind of got a question on that do you think
1: now and in light of the fact that the game management seems to be slightly different like in the second half we're not doing that gung-ho thing that we've spoken about on recent podcasts, we're, we seem to be trying to contain a little bit more and be a little bit more conservative with a small C, except in Bamford's case, um, and manage it slightly differently.
2: I think there was the pragmatism was there in the last few minutes as well. There was a bit where we were playing out the back. I think it was Ailing got it, and ordinarily you'd expect him to look back inside and play it, play it either back to the goalkeeper or play it to Ben White or something. But instead, he just twatted it up the line like a yeah. like an old fashioned. Gary Kelly ball just just knock it into a channel because that because in the last minute of the game that's fine when you're already winning like the, you can you can be a bit wasteful with possession just get it up the other end and then I think Tyler Roberts ended up picking it up and it wasted another couple of minutes yeah there
3: was a really good uh, Berardi hoof as well that ended up
2: dad snow on it
3: uh, yeah but Bamford <laughs> brought it down and it wasn't far away from being an assist if Bamford could have made a little bit more of it but it was a great touch bringing it down and it made. Uh, Berardi's just whacking it forward like, good good pass bearer
1: I very much enjoyed when he first came on I think it was the first kind of one-on-one tackle that he had near the uh, the tunnel and he absolutely twatted that ball into touch
3: didn't yeah, he yeah he was aiming for the full yeah, end, wasn't he?
1: I've arrived yeah that, yeah. Was, that was great uh, returning back to the first half anyway so we're 2-0 up after 35 and then piss weak goal to concede though that wasn't it really but very leadsy kind of I know we don't concede many so we can't really bitch and moan too much but it was weak
3: Stuart Downing's good at corners
1: and we're bad at receiving them.
3: Yeah, it's the perfect storm, really, wasn't it?
1: Um, so that was a bit unfortunate, and it kind of it changed the pattern of the game because there was a point when I thought this could be the one where we run away with it.
3: But well, yeah, I tweeted when we were two in the up that Leeds were going to win the football match, and I kind of obviously within five minutes we'd conceded, and I was like, for fuck's sake! But <laughs> um, but yeah, it it was a a tricky one. We were we were worried a bit, not worried, but we were definitely having to deal with um, what they call Bradley Dack and uh, who's their other striker, number nine, Gallagher, Gallagher, Sam Gallagher. And I was just looking at the average positions and they pretty much played as a front two. Um, and we were man-marking uh, after a few minutes. Phillips went and marked Dak and did very well. And then it started with White against Gallagher because Gallagher sort of started out on their left and White at some points was... Um, Ailing was inside him, and Whites over on the touchline marking their striker, who's playing on the left wing. So it was all very, and I think Cooper then took over the 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 job of Gallagher. So there was definitely this thing of we have to keep an eye on their their two good players.
2: Um, Although Gallagher's first touch, I have to say, was horrendous. There were a couple of occasions where it was played through to him, and if he did a good first touch, he might have been able to get in on goal, but it ended up about twenty yards away from him on both occasions.
1: Yeah, you can see you can see why they're down there as well because they conceded
3: possession very, very easily in so many areas. Yeah, there was a spell, uh, it was between 15 and 20 minutes. There was about five minutes when, I don't think the ball went out of play. If it did, it didn't do it for very long, and the teams were just giving the ball to each other. It was like attack, loose possession, attack, loose possession. And there's a, it can happen sometimes when you're up against a team like Blackburn, you get drawn into like how bad they are. Your own passing gets confused by the fact that their passing is really bad. And, um, and everything just goes a little bit off. It was once described to me as because uh, you can kind of predict what a good player's going to do because they're going to do the good things. So it's like, oh, you can prepare for that. But a, a bad player is a little bit more random. So you can't really prepare for where a, a bad player is going to stand so that it kind of throws you off a little bit. Um, <laughs> the Hadisako <laughs> yeah. t- uh, experience. So, so, yeah, so trying to defend against them, you'd think, oh, well, they're going to go inside me and then suddenly they're scrambling through your legs like, <laughs> upside down oh, well I did not expect this so it can just put your own game out of sync so I think we had to do some uh, as we do in in most games this season it does seem that like we spend the first 10-15 looking at what they're doing we have our our plan that obviously started with White is going to follow Gallagher and then it's like well if Gallagher's going to play on the left wing we can't have Ben White out there so it's it's working all that out Ben White also uh, has his little cup of coffee and I think and then, uh, and then, fifteen minutes. He says, "Right, this is how we win the game. Yeah. You give the ball to Pat Bamford; he will score
1: and score. He did. Score. Oh, he did. Just returning to him because we kind of uh, we got sidetracked. But do you think that's uh, that is the the monkey off his back
3: a little bit now in
1: terms of scoring?
3: I mean, well, when did he last score in open play? Hey, the loser. I'm kidding, obviously. Um, hopefully, and he seemed very pleased with it. Um, I've seen the photograph of him that somebody kindly tweeted it." Um, Adder's where he looks very pleased with it in a, um, a physical reaction.
1: It's uh, reminiscent of that scene in Anchorman um, where Ron Burgundy has a massive erection.
3: I mean, yeah, that probably... You, you've painted a, a picture with words
2: there. Yeah. Um, it looks a lot like Pat Bamford with a massive erection.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's maybe just been caught on the flap there, you know, like the photographer's just snapped it as he swung forwards. Possibly.
2: You need to be careful, with that VAR would call you <laughs> offside for that. <laughs> But
3: if that's you know his head's offside, no, he's other one. <laughs> if uh, if he stops having a, a rush of blood to the head when he's throwing goal, instead gets a, a rush of blood to what Eddie and Ketya would call the lower abdomen, um, it might give him give him the boost he needs to uh, to get a goal, girding his loins, literally. And yeah,
1: just to return to the pass as well, and um, Harrison's finish. Do we think Harrison had a good game today? He was very good.
2: It's still frustrating in parts there was one where he, he shot across goal he was out on the, on the left mm. side shot across goal he could probably have just laid it in for Bamford to tap it in for about two yards well out. that was
1: the, that was the one about 82 minutes I think I've, I've yeah. scribbled it down yeah I, I, if you see the replays of that it was moving at such a pace the whole move and he did well to get it I guess, I guess across the keeper it would have been quite an ask I think for Bamford to get on that maybe oh would it and yeah no, fair enough.
3: possibly yeah because I thought the same I thought I oh, should have rolled it across but there hmm. was one on 50 minutes as well that he he shot over the bar and um, uh, matches click certainly had an opinion <laughs> that was on where that, Costa, on that one.
2: Costa broke through midfield. In
3: yeah,
1: Costa played well actually today. Well, we'll speak about him in in the second half. Just to to return to Harrison, it's funny that his first touch I thought today was a little bit off. When normally that's absolutely yeah. shit hot. And I was the kind of thing I was angling towards is are we seeing his decision making improve? Not necessarily.
2: on this. quick doesn't think. Well, so. no,
1: I'm not going to say any the evidence necessarily of this game. I meant just generally this season. Do we think that we're seeing an, an improvement?
2: I think he's improved just overall. I think everything's improved slightly. I think he's still frustrating because he gets the ball an awful lot. He can beat a man. He's always in the best position to put a cross in and they don't always go to anyone. But I think the crosses have improved. His shooting's improved. His decision-making has improved. They're just not quite as good as you want them to be still. But that, that isn't to say he shouldn't be in our team because he's, he's one of the most productive bits of it at the moment. Yeah, if he
3: doesn't score, he gets an assist and so you can't really argue with that every single game he's played the last six or seven games he's, it's a goal or an assist and that's great
1: I mean you can't ask for much more with the winger can you?
3: No
0: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: And as we uh, sort of hinted at there, we'll talk about Costa now, if we may. Uh, He seems to be
2: improving a little bit. Do you agree? I thought so. He was actually... Running at people today, which he, he's done a, he's been frustratingly shy on that sort of stuff because when the clips you saw of him after we bought him and from the vague memories of him playing against us, he was just running at fullbacks all the time and he's he seems to have been limited on that. Whereas I don't know if he just decided Blackburn have got a shit defence and he was going to punish them. But yeah, he was good today. I thought he's again a bit a little bit like like Harrison. Maybe some of the decision making was not quite as good as it should have been at points, but you know overall, I think I think if him and Harrison play like that every week, they'll. Trouble most defenses in this league.
1: So it was a really nice run on about. I think it was about the hour mark, wasn't it? When he broke inside our half and came out of a, a bit of a tangle with possession, and then um, went into their half and nearly. I think did he nearly score or nearly queue somebody else up? I, I
3: think, think that's I, the one where he played it
2: through. Yeah, Harrison wanted
3: We just we just mentioned it. it was. It looked like I didn't see exactly what he did, but it looked like some kind of fine trick uh, that he pulled off in the centre circle um, that fooled everybody, and then he was through, which is what you you kind of want. You want. Those bits of um, magic from him, and he's yeah, he's starting to uh, starting to do those things. He is still, um, you wonder when you're going to get like an assist or a goal from him. He doesn't yet look like he's he's got that sort of incisiveness that Jack Harrison has added, but um, but he's not looking like the passenger he was in his first couple of appearances. So maybe it, it is all down to that idea of it takes a bit a while. Uh, it takes a bit of a while to get used to playing in a, a Bielsa team.
1: I think so too. Yeah, we have to. We have to. I think we we get so caught up in the urgency of needing to get promoted this season, and we absolutely tear ourselves to pieces, don't we? If if we drop points at all, but we're in you know in a, in a bloody good position, and maybe he just does need a few months just to get fully up to speed and to gel with
2: the team. Costas, I mean, it, the money he's coming for isn't probably helping him much because if, if we'd paid a million quid for him and he was coming in and playing like this, people would be. Chilled out about it, but as it is, he's rightly so. There is a lot of expectation on him because he's the most expensive player we've had since O'Leary O'Leary days. So, yeah, he does need to improve, but he is doing. So, let's forgive him. You don't get a player of that quality anymore. Though
3: that's the thing for sixteen million. How much? How much of uh, Harry Maguire does that buy you these days? <laughs> you have to get very lucky to get like a really, really top player for. Um, for any for any kind of money, really, it's all a bit um, weird as the transfer market. So um, it does put a lot of sort of extra pressure on him. Um, and I know we were referring to it last week when it's like Bamford is a um, a thirty well twenty five thousand pound a week striker who should be finishing uh, what I would perhaps describe as ten thousand pound a week chances. Um, and so it does come through, but it's not as uh, yeah the, the fee is kind of. We'd have to spend twenty-five million upwards to get Cal. Well, Calvin Phillips. How much is he worth? How much is Ben White worth?
1: Calvin Phillips is worth one hundred million pounds. Ben White, nothing more than a million. That's what I want to see
3: (laughs) with our transfer valuations. Yeah, Yeah, that seems fair. We we really want to see that from um, Brighton. Mm. That needs to be their opinion. Oh, yeah, Ben White. Yeah. Well, you you see that shot that he ballooned over the bar today. Terrible. Did you also see his his Maradona tackle?
1: I did, but we don't talk about that. We talk about the one he ballooned over the bar because hopefully they won't want him back and they'll think he's shit.
2: He's so good. He's unbelievably good. I can't believe that Brighton didn't want him. I keep waiting to sort of find out what the catch is. When he goes back to Brighton, that was the catch. Do you remember last year with Jansen? I I liked Jansen as a player, but every game it was like last-ditch tackles and roaring into the crowd and just a lot of drama there's mm. just none of it with Ben white but he, he, he never he never touches the ground with a tackle hes just just steps in front of the defender, takes it off them even today when because Gallagher must be at least as big as him and probably a few stone heavier it still kept getting the better of him somehow i'm yeah. not I don't, I'm not quite sure how he does it
3: i don't know if it's him that's done it as well, but cooper um bless his rotten injured legs was a lot. Uh, was noticeably kind of up to his level today. Mm. Um, really good on the ball. Doesn't overplay it. That's where uh, Pontus used to go wrong is he'd come charging out of defence with the ball at his feet and then he'd go beyond the limits of his ability. Whereas Cooper has just developed this this business where he's got a really good first touch now and, um, and then can play an intelligent pass um, and he doesn't try to, to do much more than that. But he's just got so good at that that it means... Um you're good at finding the player who needs to give it to um it, in space and 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 get the pressure off us as well. Sorry I had to talk over you. I was just gonna say it's a
1: microcosm of a Bielsa team, isn't it, that? I just do exactly what your job requires you to do and then give it to the magicians who can make things happen. But
3: in some respects it's like teaching a dog to talk. Like two seasons ago you'd never have predicted that Liam Cooper would gonna be this cool ball playing defender who's Using, uh, distributing the ball intelligently from the back to relieve pressure. You just prayed that it, he would hoof it away from goal and not into <laughs> it.
2: Um, but now he can turn and pass it to Ben White as opposed to passing it to Scott Wooden, well, which must help. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's why I kind of think having uh, uh, him
3: alongside him and having the whole philosophy of the team around him has just helped him get to this level where he's yeah. playing really well and then yeah as soon as he went into the scotland team he looked fucking atrocious again <laughs> so it's um
1: but that's what this is what i think the tactics I said, we can't underestimate the tactics and the brilliance of bielsa because there was a moment where do you know when um i think white and cooper were passing it between each other in the first half i think it's, it was in front of the cop somewhere just on the edge of the box just biding the time back and forth back and forth and they gradually got further and further apart, which allowed Phillips to just drop back in and then collect it when the time was right. I just thought it's just brilliant. It's just having that outlet, knowing how it works, the shape exactly. If, if us to dick about with it back here, they'll get drawn into pressing us, and then Calvin Phillips just comes and picks it up in acres of space, and it worked.
3: And maybe that's the beautiful thing about what Bielsa does. I really enjoyed uh, Luke Ayling playing from the a pass from the right corner flag between two or three Blackburn attackers to somebody on our penalty spot. Arrowed beautifully, absolutely perfect, really brave decision, executed the pass. I was less keen on it when he did it to the centre circle and just gave it straight to a Blackburn player <laughs> five minutes later, but, you know, we don't get it right every single time. But, yeah, everything is... Uh, there's, there's that calmness is uh, was prevalent in the, the last match and it was there again today, although we only had the one goal advantage at the end. But um, Harrison did something that I don't think I've seen a Leeds player. Maybe I've not noticed it, like where I've been looking on the pitch. But he kind of um, he passed. We had a chance to break, and he kind of paused. And it wasn't a very good one, so he he passed uh, inside to back to Ben White, I think. And he kind of looked at everyone. He's doing a big calm down, gesture with his hands. He's just like, let's just stay calm for, let's just have the ball for a minute. I was like, that's I'd normally. Even this season, we'd be like, how are we getting forward here? Let's attack yeah. and get another goal. But it's still about 10 minutes to go at this point. It's just like, no, we we yeah. don't need to attack on this one. Let's just keep the ball and we'll we'll find another way forward. Um, and it's really good if if we keep just winning at home like this, even if it's by one goal and he was a bit nervous. And uh, we don't have to learn how to defend corners. It just doesn't matter.
1: The game management is is very, very good. And then, in the context of that second half, which,
2: to be fair, Michael, it descended into a bit of a grind... I thought we were played better for a lot of the second half than we actually did in the first. I thought the opening half hour of it, it was only for the last the last ten minutes it became us seeing it out, which is absolutely fine. But I thought I thought actually we had put some nicer moves together in the second half. The first half felt like almost a normal championship game. That there was there were misplaced passes, like I noticed them from Phillips, the Ailing one you mentioned, Klitsch also did quite a poorly misplaced pass at one point, which set them on an attack. And it's not what we're used to from this lead team, but the, the standard is now really high. Like it, If it had been a Steve Evans side, a few misplaced passes in a half, you'd be quite pleased with that. Whereas mm. we've come to expect that we actually will use the ball properly now. And we weren't up to quite our usual standards, but then we scored two goals not playing up to those usual standards. Mm. The Championship has a large random element to it, which... I don't think Bielsa's quite happy with it. Well, he
1: it. tries to eliminate it by his process, doesn't he? That's the thing.
2: Yeah, but it, today showed that, you know, we've played much better in first halves before and scored no goals. So we need to play worse, is what I'm saying.
3: Our pass accuracy was 81% today. We did 401 out of 495. Blackburn's was 50%. They managed 118 out of 234. So we we did more than twice the number of passes of them and were 30% more accurate with them. So even when, I think it's because some of those, when we do fluff them and we kind of give the ball away, it looks more significant than than a team like Blackburn who just, they just give you the ball back all the time. <laughs> yeah, so it true. doesn't stand out as much. And and, then, and
1: we, I think we forget, don't we, we've been spoiled a little bit this season and last season with the Bielsa football and you kind of forget that actually yeah,
2: a lot of the championship gives the ball away a lot. 50% me is incredibly low. <laughs> Welcome to the EFL. Well,
3: that was one of the, uh, related to this, Graham Smith. In the YEP, went through some statistics from this season and um, pointed out that we've—I think—we're one of the lowest for bookings. And if we had, apart from Berardi's red card that was rescinded, I don't think we've had anybody sent off. And that we give a really low number of fouls away as well relative to the number of tackles that we put in. And there's this sort of steely discipline within it, which, when you look at the results in the rest of the championship today, like Barnsley lost. 2-4 Two four to Stoke of all you don't, people. You don't get four twos, do you? No. Sorry, go uh, on. Uh, Preston won three one at Huddersfield. QPR, was two two. Wednesday City, Swansea is two two. Wigan versus Brentford three 0 to Brentford, but two red cards, and everything looks chaos. <laughs> and then just in the middle of it all, you've just got West Brom one whole City nil. So they're they're top of the league, and you know, doing a similar thing, and leads to Blackburn one, where it's just like, yep. And bearing in mind Blackburn mugged. Uh, Gary Munkoff last week with that last minute winners and um, and then they con- did they concede again? Or was it was like a big chance that Wednesday had to to equalise. Um, none of that today. We just we got ahead. We conceded a stupid um, goal from a corner, and then it was just see
1: the,
2: the game out. Yeah, it's not well, it's
3: even like, just seeing it out. We we were much better than them all through we, the game. What, what we you just, said about game management? I mean, they, they didn't they didn't have any chances. No. That I can remember. I don't think I wrote down the word save once today. Even from their keeper, we either put it wide Mm. or... um, He had that that one about
1: five minutes from the end where Tyler Roberts um, broke through and uh, twatted it from distance. Yes, he did. And there was
3: the moment in injury time, there was, um, or with a couple of minutes to go, there was just a game of, um, yeah, it was two minutes to go. um, The EFL happened in mean, our penalty area where was just <laughs> yeah. had tennis everywhere and people scrambling and clearances hitting each other's backs and he was just like oh yeah this is the championship isn't it thanks yeah. sky bet
1: quick word then on sort of heroes and villains early candidates before we uh, choose them in a couple of days time when we re-record on tuesday uh, what we're thinking for for outstanding players
2: today maybe anybody who uh, did bad by us jack harrison thought it was Excellent, and just keep, like you say, just get an assist or a goal every game and we won't criticise you mm-hmm. too and much. Pat
3: Bamford, just get a, an assist and a goal every game and we won't criticise you mm. too much. Um, v- Villainy the Blackburn commentators that I know a lot of people watched on streams were quite
1: something today. What
2: uh, what, what was their main issues? It was all, it was all a bit, bit
1: Millwall-y. I think what was quite clear was it was fun. Somebody liking it to being hospital radio where the two guys hated each other, which really tickled me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where one of them was constantly having to correct the other one because he was ridiculously biased in favour of Black. Oh, he's giving them everything. This leads to well, they're not the Yorkshire Galacticos, are they? Stuff like that. Um, it's only I said it's only Ben White and Liam Cooper, and you're thinking, hang on a minute, you pricks. We're we're nearly we're nearly at the top. You're nearly at the bottom, and we've conceded the fewest goals in the division. So uh, just be careful about what you're saying.
3: I was looking at some of uh, what the Squareball had been retweeting of those comments and the ones where they said if you take the. Um if you take the possession out, everything else has been equal. Yeah. So we had like seven shots and they had none. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it looks... Um, I'd quite like to uh, get hold of a copy of that commentary and enjoy the game again. Um, I have a hero nomination, the bloke with the really loud voice who was in the West End today because the West End's normally quite sedate. Um, But the thing, the uh, the gantry is at the front of the roof and there's a big gap behind. And I think this guy must have been sitting at the back of the West End, probably underneath me, because it sounded like he was behind me shouting and it was, his voice was that loud kind of booming up into the roof and then being forced forward over, over my head and he was, uh, when uh, Holtby went down with his head injury that the game got stopped for worth noting that when Bamford went down with a head injury the game did not get stopped um, he was giving him absolute dog's abuse and then also after uh, Leeds had conceded that corner I could hear this echoing from the the tin of the West End roof it was like, wake up Leeds! Um, so that was good and I think he tried to get a song of uh, Pablo Hernandez going at the start of the second half as well which is a bit of a random thing to do in the, the back of the West stand but um, good effort and your your voice was loud and heard
1: loud and proud and maybe he was just looking down at Pablo and thought that man deserves a song
3: because he got a song before he came on uh, Jack Harrison had his song sung today as well I thought that was quite nice so, what, um, what's
1: that going like these days? it's for anyone? a
3: Steve Morrison song but, uh, yeah. but Jack Harrison so we mean it <laughs> it's nice. I was seeing the day because uh, Helder Costa had to do the the walk of what would have been once shame, where he was substituted off on the other side and had to walk all the way around in front of the cop. And I was just imagining the days when fucking Morrison or somebody had to go, got dragged off in disgrace after yeah. 60 minutes and walk in front of the cop. There, wasn't a, there was an Varney. attempt
2: at um, a song for him as well. Helder Costa? Yeah. Helder, Helder, Helder. <laughs> Although some the uh, cast I did shout Hilda Ogden at the end of it, which I enjoyed an <laughs> awful lot.
1: I mean that's worthy of a heroic nomination. If it I is. Ever it's ever very ever. true. Um, anybody else that sort of uh, come to your attention today? Then
3: um, I'll give Tony Mowbray can have a villainous nomination for also having a loud voice. Um, I don't know what it said. It was a bit weird in the last sort of five minutes of the first half. Everything seemed to go dead quiet, and you could hear all the players shouting. And you could hear. Uh, I heard a distinct no foul from uh, Mowbray when there was. I mean, the ball wasn't even in play. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, it's bad enough having to look at Tony Mowbray like that and hear his voice echoing around the quiet old
2: Road. We've mentioned him a couple of times. This, this isn't really a hero or a villain nomination, but what happened to Lewis Holtby? Because England and Germany were kind of grappling over him at one stage. Oh, right? is that the they, same one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they were. They, I think he played for Germany then, but England wanted him, and he was because he got. I think he was born in Germany to English parents and stuff, and he was going to be the next big thing. And he's still in his twenties, and now at Blackburn. What's happened, Lewis?
3: It's not a good sign, is it? Um... Also, villain uh, Liam Cooper's thighs. Whichever one it is that's hurting him should stop.
1: Well, in fairness, though, we do have the international break now to rub those thighs and make them better. You, you think vol- that's you how, volunteering?
2: How little he doesn't want to go play for Scotland. It's just, mm. just God, if I go down, if I go down with a few minutes, twenty minutes left. Yeah, one of those injuries where you just ruled out for the international
1: yeah. break, but you're back afterwards. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah.
3: Snoddy's retired now, so it's not even fun, is it? Going there? There's no reason to to do it. Um... Yeah, I'm just looking up uh, your Lewis Hope, his, uh career record. What's his so his clubs? Aluminia, Archin, Schalke, Bochum, home once home of uh, Thomas Christiansen, Schalke again, Mainz, Schalke again. So some loans in there. Spurs, Fulham, Hamburg, no team, <laughs> um, and then a free to Blackburn. He appears to have gone from Hamburg to Blackburn on a free after a six million pound move. Wow. Crazy world, and. Um, that doesn't yeah I don't know should we nominate him as a villain for not fulfilling his potential <laughs> in Germany um, who else especially uh, as we're
1: celebrating the anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall it's like lack of villains today actually mm. there was no one really annoyed me Well, that's kind of what we're doing though isn't it we're kind of just managing games and seeing them out and it's fine
2: they're centre back for looking a bit like Carlton Palmer Big gang big gangly centre back. As you know, that's where uh, Count Palmer played Moscow. Yeah. Yes, that's
3: true. Um and all their players who kept whab- whacking our players in the face off the ball. That seemed unnecessary. <laughs> um We deplore violence. Well there was a lot of it about. Um yeah, yeah there there seems to be an edge of sort of just shitness in that. Um, which uh I mean, Bamford, you'd say what you like about him, but he's pretty. He doesn't need a he doesn't need some ruffian's elbow in his on his beautifully sculptured nose, and always sort of mindful of his quiff and
1: how it appears. Well, exactly.
3: Regardless, and Bamford can have another nomination for his uh, for getting in that guy's face at the end when he clearly had enough. and uh, And it was nice that the um, the final whistle blew just like within seconds of them having this uh, this carry on, and they gave it, they had a big hug, hugged it out. Just just goes to show that. What happens on the pitch? As long as you all have a drink afterwards, no, I and mean Bamford can't get his rugby mindset off, can't switch it off. He should have lamped him. In fact, villain. Bamford's a villain for not punching that guy out.
1: Your agenda continues. Um, I was going to say, the one thing he seen, couldn't get his mind off was his bloody porn hub habit by the looks of it. Look at that. Trouser tent that he got. Anyway, we will digest our
3: thoughts. All he needs to look at is a replay of that penalty going in. We will digest our thoughts across
1: the next sort of 48 hours and hopefully hours. lose
3: that train of thought. Yeah.
1: And we will reconvene and talk more about um, Patrick's penis on <laughs> Tuesday on the regular podcast. Thanks for listening to the Match Bowl. We'll speak to you in a bit. Ta-ra. The Square Bowl Podcast.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.